0: this is the wayne ayers podcast the wayne ayers podcast Woo-hoo! time to wake your ass up for a blessed day
1: What's up everybody? It's the Wayne Airs Podcast episode 73, and we got a very special guest coming on here from Shadow Bone, Shadow Bone Star. Jesse May Lee is coming in right now. Hello. Hey Jesse, how you doing?
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Are you? are oh, you back in um, the UK.
0: I am. Yes, I am. I'm back how, in. My yeah. Dream. I've got two pet cats with me on the bed. We're having a lovely time.
1: <laughs> how How was that? Um, Los Angeles premiere. I think
0: that that. Was oh my god! Time? It was insane. It was like it was. We. Do you know? It was such a short time for us to be there. It was just. It felt like a. It felt like a mad sort of dream. <laughs> like I kind of got back after only being there a few days, and was like what just happened <laughs> it was intense yeah but um, was your- it was so hard to see everyone was that like your guys's first like big premiere yeah yeah we didn't we the first season came out during lockdown so yeah it was um the first time we got to sort of do do all of that do the red carpet do you know junk it all together um yeah it was exciting it was. It, i've never i've never experienced anything like that in my life so it, I mean, it was be super overwhelming at the same time but but definitely exciting
1: no that's i'm so happy for you um i know like how has life changed since like being on Shadowbone bone Cause i know like you probably get like unknown family members now like hey remember such and such or you know friends come up from the past so how's, how's life been <laughs>
0: crawling out of the woodwork oh okay no do you know what I actually didn't have that much of that um because I'm so difficult to get hold of (laughs) I never answer my phone um no the it's interesting actually because I feel had we had had Shadow on Bone season one come out in in season 2022 in 2022 um It would have been very different, but the fact it came out in 2021 when it was still at the end of COVID, um, lots of people were still locked down. Essentially, like, I mean, essentially nothing changed, really, like nothing changed in my life um, other than the show had come out and then occasionally I would um, get recognized like out and about. Um, But honestly, it's a boring answer, but like nothing really changed. I feel like season two coming out feels like there might be more of like a change in my life just because I feel like everything's so much more open now. But um honestly, yeah, apart from like getting recognized from time to time, um nothing's changed. I'm still just doing my thing. <laughs> you know no, that's that like, good. And I feel like lots of my my friends and family, um, while you know everyone's very proud of me and blah, blah, blah. You know, they're no more proud of me than they're proud of anyone else in the family. And um you know, no one ever makes a fuss. Like all my friends are just, everyone's so down to earth. Like, you know, I'm feel very blessed in that because I could see, you know, I've seen other actors who, you know, you get your big break and then it's sort of like, who, who yeah, are yeah. you now? You, know, you like, got feel stalkers very
1: and everything. Yeah, that's good that yeah, your life exactly. is still normal. You know, that's a that's a blessing. Uh, speaking of Shadow yeah. Bone, like the way it left off, it's like things, I feel like chaos is about to happen. You know, the darkling, got the shadow what the shadow army i want to say um you, your character are on a boat like what can people expect from the first episode
0: what can they expect from the first episode well i mean the the world the the world that the show inhabits is definitely feels bigger this season like we go to different um countries um, you get to meet people from different parts of this world which is exciting Um, there's a lot going on there's a lot of action there's a lot of magic there's you know there's romance there's tension there's you know like it's and it's a very this show has a lot of heart it's a very like in lots of ways a very earnest and you know about love and relationships and um so there's a lot of that it's very i found it that watching it back i mean obviously i'm biased because i'm in it and i love all these people so much but i found it to be like really really emotional and i i I wouldn't be surprised if audiences at home connected with it in the same way because i think these characters there's there's someone that there's a character for everyone to relate to i feel and um you know that's you know, and I'm watching it, and I'm just I'm just crying my eyes out, <laughs> crying my eyes out watching the show this season. So um, so yeah, I think people can expect um a lot of intense feelings. That's what I'm gonna say. I know, like
1: sometimes when like um like the actors like get like really invested into the characters, and then like with another like a renewal of another season. Like, they have, like, more freedom to do stuff. Like, did you have any, like, special requests coming into season two or, like, certain things you want to see from your character in season two?
0: No, do you know what? I think so much of Alina, um, so much of the credit of, like, Alina and her characterization isn't on me. It's on the writers. Um, You know, our writers do such a great job at taking stuff from the books and just reworking it in a way that works for the screen and works for the story that we're trying to tell. Um, Yeah, I think, well, certainly in the first season, it was a little bit more by the numbers in terms of like following the book's beats, you know, following Alina's storyline from the books. And while we still had like an end point we needed to get to for for season two, like, you know, we needed to get to the end of the books. the way in which Elena gets there is slightly different in terms of her emotional journey. Um, And so there was definitely felt like a very, it felt to me like a different character from the books in lots of ways, although she still had that same, you know, I I really want her to feel the same. It's such a wonderful character that Lee wrote. Um, But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I've never been someone who worries too much about doing the right thing. Um, or like getting the character right for the fans or whatever, because I just think like the decision needs to come from us. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to make bold choices. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it was nice to feel a bit more free in like how Alina is going to react to things, definitely, because it is so different from from the book storyline.
1: No, yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a proud like Alina moment? Like, man, that I love when she did this, like in season one or season two. Do you have like a very proud Alina moment? Like, man, I'm so proud of you. During like it could be a certain scene. You
0: missed, yeah. Do you know there's a few moments like that where I think, yeah, if she was my little sister, I'd be like. But do you know what I think? Actually, the the moment that I feel personally the most proud of her is the scene at the end of of episode eight around that time when Mal and Alina essentially like break up and they go their separate ways. Like that to me, because part of the characterization of Alina is so much of it is that Mal is her other half. Like truly, she doesn't know what to do without him. She panics when he's not there. Like she has molded her whole life around her best friend who she's so reliant on you know and in so many ways you could go oh happily ever after they've they're together and they can be together forever but actually like the emotionally mature choice was to let each other go and to be their own people and I think that's something that me in my adult life you know that was something I learned as well like you know if you love somebody you gotta let them go sometimes you and you can't you have to be your own person you've got to be two people two pillars holding up a roof not leaning on each other, right? Yeah. And um, and that is what I felt from that, from that scene. And, you know, just sort of having spent two seasons with Alina, just so desperate to be near him out all the time. I felt I did, I felt proud of her, man. I felt like that was a big, big moment for our girl to uh to let him go, her little safety blanket and to suddenly stand on her own. I want this. That's cool. <laughs>
1: If you could describe Alina in season two with three words, what would the words be?
0: Describe Alina. Um, oh, okay. She is she is determined. She's so determined to meet her goal. She's really angry. Um, you know, she's dealing with a lot of like rage. It gets exacerbated when she gets her C Whip amplifier. Um and I would say exhausted, to be honest, those three are just not having a very good time. But like, I think by the end of the season, when you get to those scenes when she's destroying the fold and stuff, like, you know, the whole idea in the script is that she's got this immense responsibility weighing down on her. And I wanted that to feel, you know, I wanted that to be very apparent to people watching it. Um, so yeah, she's a turban, she's angry, she's exhausted, like not a recipe for um, a great time. Uh, but but you know all, I'm, I'm just again I'm very proud of her she's uh she did what she came here to do so what more can we ask for
1: <laughs> yeah I was just about to ask you like is it I know she's just been through a lot even just through season one like is there ever gonna be like a happy like even a scene moment like she's just like relaxed, happy chill not worry about nothing you know what, that... I would
0: absolutely love that I would, I would love it. Like maybe they can write if we do get another season, they can write like Alina goes to a spa for the day, <laughs> you know, or Alina just has a scene lying in bed with a cup of tea. I'd like that. I think she deserves it, to be honest. But I, I can't imagine that's what the, where they're going to go, especially the way that the season ends.
1: I know, like, me personally, I'm, like, a, a Mel and Alina, like, Stan. Like, I've been, like, wanting that yes, to happen in the, in the first season. I'm like, oh, not first season, first episode. Like, yo, can these two, like, get together and such and such? And then, like, I don't know. But, like, what are your yeah. thoughts on those two characters? Like, would you want them to get together? or?
0: Well, I mean, I I love Mel and Alina. I think, like, you know, obviously the, there's a huge fan base for the show and everyone has their own ships so funny i'm learning all of these things um but i do i mean i just think like there is no doubt in my mind like who you know who is right for Alina given you know what we've seen in the show um i think what's just so lovely is they do just feel like very balanced and i think there's a sort of a it's just so great working with archie i think like we were able to build up this relationship um between the characters it felt really like that they are this sort of they're one. do you know what I mean? and and even just in the ways that like in the scene, we'd often be looking to each other and um, which isn't necessarily was in the script. And I feel like there's such a connection between the two of them. and I love that, you know, i I've got a mouth, you know, in life that that person that you, you know, you grew up with and you love so much. and and um, I think it's I think it's just such a lovely relationship. But then also, like mentioned earlier I love the fact that it isn't like okay now happily ever after you've got to stay together forever end of story no you're two young people like who are finding out who they are and I think it's so relevant to like the time that we're in now you know the generate I'm a millennial I'm like you know but the, my, the generation above me like my parents and stuff they people got married young people you know you, you stayed with your partner forever and it's just not something that happens to people of like you know our age group um and i like that, that was representative of that it wasn't this like fairy tale kind of almost like archaic obsolete idea of romance it was like these are two people who care about each other so much that they are willing to like do what is best um for each other even though it hurts that's cool we like oh, yeah. that yeah for me it feels like they
1: can like be together at any time like in 15 years they they cross paths together they'll be together you know what I'm saying so it's
0: like yeah because that's it the line is um that Mel says uh, something uh, he wants it's death um choice not destiny um you know like we will come back together when we choose to and when we know that it's what we want and I was like that is so good um because yeah you know I've had that experience in in real life of like you know when you do care so much about somebody you're like you know but I need to know that this is right for me. And I need to choose it, not just because I'm like, because you're here and it's comfortable or whatever it may be. I mean, I need to know in my heart, this is right for me. And I need to go and figure that out. And I think that's a really important thing for everyone, you know, as to grow as a human, to look after your wellbeing and mental health. Like, I think that's super important. So I love that that's that's part of the show, definitely.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of Alina, or uh, speaking of your, um, you know, the other ship, what are your like thoughts? What are like what, <laughs> what are your thoughts about people like um like what are your thoughts when or what should people expect when Alina sees um the Darkling like face to face during this upcoming season? I know there's like still like there's there was feelings there, so it's like you can't just can't read yeah. them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It. <laughs> yeah. No. Because I know obviously I love it. The other one, <laughs> the ship that will not be named. Um. <laughs> No, do you know what? I, I totally respect um, the fan, the part of the fan base, the love, um, dark Lena, all power to you, my darlings. Um, but unfortunately, it's not something that is in the show. Um, the writers chose to go a different way with it. You know, even though in the books, you know, Alina doesn't end up with the darkling. Um, their relationship is a little bit more, there's more of like a grey area, I think, about sort of whether or not it's romantic, Was in the show version, Alina is so very betrayed and damaged by Kerrigan. Um and you know, partly because there was that romantic intimacy. Um, you know, for people who've ever been in a situation where like someone who they've been like romantically intimate with has betrayed them in a way, it's so it's so gut-wrenching. Um, and painful and you feel stupid and like how did I let that happen how was I so taken in by it um because that's Alina's story in season two is like dealing with the trauma of you know the the physical kind of like magical side of things which is you know she's had this amplifier forced upon her against her will um the physical sensation of like having this person be in control of her powers of feeling him like when she's trying to use her powers that's one thing but then also the emotional trauma of having been completely hoodwinked by someone that she trusted um when trust is such a difficult thing for her so um it was really important to have that that dynamic in the first season so that there's that payoff of you know her dealing with that in season two um and, you know, this, the characters do meet up quite a bit in the show. They have this sort of psychic connection. Um, and so it was obviously lovely. I got to, like, um, have quite a few scenes with my lovely friend Ben. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's different from the books. There's definitely some lines and some events that are similar to the books, but mostly it's it's pretty different, Um So yeah, I hope no one's too disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think if the dark language just like came
1: forward, like from the jump, like "hey, this is my plan, such and such"? Like, you think Alina would still kind of be more on his side? Because I feel like if he would have been straightforward, it still could have been a possibility. Okay, hear me.
0: Right, yeah, I mean that's true Uh of life, isn't it? I feel like if you're upfront about what you want, it's um. You know, it's a better all round, really. No point being duplicitous. Um, I think had Kiragan said to Alina, I am going to become in control of your powers and then use you to like commit genocide, I actually think she'd probably have a problem You know, I love it. Honesty, I feel like she yeah, she might have a problem with it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there's kind of no way that that would have ever worked out, really. The way it I, was goes. Just,
1: I was just saying, because maybe, like, okay, at least he didn't lie. He and you come out to say all that, that means <laughs> you say, I'm trust being him. honest, you? yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, such and such. I don't, I just, I was just, saying, maybe, we expect so
0: little from from people sometimes, don't we? Like, <laughs> I mean, it so could have
1: been a it? possibility, you know, uh, from the trailer, the uh, Darkling has the um. Uh, they said an unkillable army.
0: Oh, sort of <laughs> cut out. Hang on. Oh, hang on.
1: Yeah,
0: you, you hear, you hear me? Me Okay. Yeah. Okay. Repeat that one more time. I, I said from know. the
1: from the trailer. It says like uh the darkling has the unkillable army of shadows. If you had to form an unkillable army with anything in the world, like what would you be? Like you can use water, fire, ghosts, clouds, whatever. Cats. With a, cats a, oh. <laughs>
0: Imagine just just, <laughs> just like a an unkillable army of cats. That would be so up my street. I'd have like a little um I'd have some sort of like chariot and they could they could they could carry me through the streets of Bristol <laughs> Just knocking people over and also just be incredibly cute. I think that's what I would do. No, yeah, I am
1: I'm here for it. That would kind of be What would decent. you have? I don't even know. Uh probably water wait make some water monsters and everything and water I, use, I know then I can use like the animal, uh, fishes and the, I could use sharks and everything
0: you've thought about this this is good <laughs> yeah my cats I, wouldn't, wouldn't go up very well against your sharks and water
1: Particularly, flood I could flood the city and then sharks and everything all those can come in
0: Wayne well now I feel stupid I've got to go back to the drawing board sorry cats <laughs> you can't be part of my army anymore
1: but they're uh, but they're unkillable anyway so you're good like they can oh, go yeah, underwater yeah so you're yeah. good Yeah. I just think yeah. it would have been f- like if I was on some like crazy shit I would use water I mean
0: <laughs> I love it maybe this is are we pitching season three right now yeah there like- we go <laughs> Alina and her cat army going up against sharks.
1: (laughs) Let's get on the phone um, to
0: the writers right now. Excuse me, everyone.
1: That'd be interesting to see, you know. I think
0: so. Uh, The BFX subject might be a bit too much, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, yeah. The trinket trinket Alina gave uh, the crows in season one seems to be, like, something very valuable and impressive. Will we be seeing, like, a backstory um, with those?
0: the um oh yes the I've actually forgotten what they're called they're called the Garnets of ivory, something like that um yes she gives them almost she gives Kaz like a bribe to be quiet about who she is at the end of season one you're right um that does pop up in the first episode I think it does pop up again um a bit later on but not in a in a kind of blink and you'll miss it kind of way but um yeah, it's it's the payment she uses to, you know, for them to keep stem, but that doesn't necessarily happen. Oh yeah, that you just have to wait and see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, uh, will what your uh, character cross paths with the crows again, though?
0: Almost certainly. Yes, they okay. uh they do cross paths. Um, it's uh, it's always really exciting for all of us in a cast when we read the scripts and we're like. Ah! Scene. Oh, that's cool! And then, oh my god, we're all going to be in a scene on you know on this day or whatever. Like, you know, we always get super excited for that. So, um, and I think they're fans as well. They find it really exciting when we have these crossovers. So that's that's always nice.
1: No, oh, that's nice. Um, oh yeah, from the trailer, it seems like the um amplifier you're gonna need like your characters gonna need amp- more amplifiers. Is there like a okay. certain amplifier? Do you have like a favorite amplifier? You personally. <laughs>
0: Oh, I really liked um I liked the way that they um they portray the the sea whip amplifier. So the sea whip is um like um, a sea monster. Like it it, it looks more like a uh East Asian, Southeast Asian water dragon than than like a you know the sea monster that I imagined in the books. Um but Alina has so that's her second amplifier and it's sort of like um two scales on either side of her wrist. Um, And I just thought, I just love the look of it because it's sort of gruesome a little bit like her antlers, which obviously she absorbs in in season one, but um, there's something a bit gnarly about the amplifiers and how they poke out of the skin. Like, I I like that, but then what was nice as well is the Sea Whip amplifier changes the look of Alina's powers, but also changed how I was portraying her, like she, there was um, every time Elena got a new amplifier um, I wanted her to feel a bit different and there's certainly a lot of characteristics like from that sea amplifier that um, you know there's a steadiness to her gaze more like a predator that I really wanted to have in there um, which is different from the sort of skittish wary Elena of season one um, so that's always quite exciting to sort of weave in these small you know physical traits of the character based on these things you know it's not really no one's always like this now has got that you know so it's we've in oh no have I lost you
1: uh, No, I'm still here yeah. I just I don't know what's going on okay is it good
0: oh hi okay, sorry I don't good? know if it's my car <laughs> acting up I, hi I'm here
1: no okay yeah no I heard I heard it no I, I love it okay cool yeah, okay. okay I don't know what's going on with the fire <laughs> Um,
0: I think
1: it's end. i I'm so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, what about that? Oh, would can you hear me? Oh, what happened? Can you hear me. stop video second can you hear
0: me no, wait i'm gonna stop my video for a sec because i think maybe that's then i'll be able to hear you okay yeah can you hear me Is now? This? yeah i can hear you fine now yeah
1: okay cool all right <laughs> technical difficulty, technical difficulty.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, okay um i was about to ask you would you rather live in a Grisha, uh, the grishaverse as yourself or have your character live with you in the real world
0: <laughs> that's a cute question um I don't think I'd want to live in the Grishaverse. I feel like it seems like quite <laughs> an intense place to be. Everyone's at war. Um, I mean, there seems to be places in the universe that seem a little bit more peaceful. Like we we um, spend some time in Novia Zem, which is like the superpower of of the Grishaverse, where everything does seem to be a little bit nicer. Um, I think I'd rather have one of the characters be with me in real life. And I think I'd oh. like to have Alina. I think maybe Alina could come and live with me. I wanted, I just feel like she she could do with a nice time. I'd look after her.
1: <laughs> I mean, when it rains, you get the, the sun summoner.
0: Exactly. You know yes. what? I suffer really badly from seasonal affective disorder like we all do. Like I was actually thinking of getting like a, one of those, those lamps. <laughs> I wouldn't need one. I can just have Alina in, in my room with me. Um. So yeah, very good shout. Sunlight on tap. That's
1: what yeah. I'd like. Yeah. Um. Okay. Like, I I feel like Shadow and Bone gonna be renewed for season three. So, if you could add oh. an actor, or actor or actress in the show, like, which, which actor or actress would you want to be a part of the show, and what character could you see them playing?
0: Oh, well, I'm casting. Am I? Can I cast somebody? Yeah, um, you're, you're
1: casting casting anybody in the world. You get it's your pick.
0: Oh, you know that's actually so hard because I have no idea which characters or anything would be happening but what my my goal is shout out to my dad because he literally watches and listens to everything um I would love for to cast my dad (laughs) as one of the characters in Shuhan he is absolutely desperate um I did I did say to him that maybe season two we can get you a little cameo in in one of the Shuhan scenes but obviously Alina doesn't go to that country um but we leave the season two with alina saying she's gonna go there so cameo from my dad that's what i'd like for for the
1: next season okay (laughs) hopefully that we can make that happen you know oh (laughs) he might die of excitement (laughs) i hope hope he gets it uh if you could describe shadow and bow season two with three songs what songs would they be
0: three songs oh mate that's hard um oh do you know what I think I've got to think about no you know what all the songs that are coming to mind are all songs like that remind me of the experience and of the cast and everything um oh I really don't that's actually I actually don't very gonna answer that question that's too hard <laughs> it's really like um no, nothing's coming to mind, Wayne. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that question is void in my brain. Um, there's there's so much going on. I feel like um, I couldn't even pin it down to ten songs, to be honest.
1: <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Um, if you had to switch your, uh switch characters for uh with somebody for the up up a scene for one episode, which character, which who would you switch with?
0: I would quite like to switch with Kit Young, who plays Jesper, just because I feel like, um, at least outwardly, because, you know, obviously we've, we find that Jesper has this incredibly, like, a lot of inner turmoil and, you know, emotion. That's why he covers it out with jokes. But, like, outwardly, he's obviously seeming like he's having quite a nice time and sort of quite jokey. And um, that would be a nice change, for sure, than just having a, a constant, furrowed brow which I do for Alina
1: yeah <laughs> furrowed yeah. brow
0: and flared nostrils in every scene
1: stressed out in every scene yeah no I, literally I... yeah oh <laughs> uh, if you had to Shadow Shadowbone's like one like the best fantasy series right now like if you had to do like a Shadowbone crossover with another fantasy series which fantasy series would you want to cross over with
0: Ooh, a Shadow and Bone crossover um I mean, I don't know how it would ever work or make sense, but I absolutely loved House of the Dragon. And I feel like Alina in the books has white hair um, in the second book. There's not, we didn't go for that for this season, um, but there's definitely a weird white hair crossover thing. I think it must be a fan, some kind of, it's the white hair fantasy trope, right? But I think, I think it would work. You know, we've got sea dragon, they've got dragons i think it would be great <laughs> uh, it sounds like it could work you know, you know? right yeah, yeah. on the phone to the writers' room again they <laughs> so not only have we got sharks and flooded cities and cats we've also got targaryens and dragons brilliant it's gonna be great wayne yeah it's, some chaos is
1: going to happen so like <laughs> fans <laughs> will fans will love it
0: but those ingredients what could go wrong you know
1: <laughs> also you're you're on like one of the biggest netflix shows so like I If you could be, like, in another big Netflix show, what show would you want to be a part of? Because there's so many.
0: Ooh, tricky, 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 tricky. Do you mean one that's on now or, like, an old one?
1: I, it could be old one.
0: What would I like to be in? You know what? I, I kind of I, want to do, like, a fantasy show. a fantasy show. That's the opposite one. What, what I meant to say. I'd like to do a reality TV show, you know. <laughs> <I'd-> <laughs> I feel like I love watching stuff like, but maybe I'd do it as Alina. Maybe I could. Maybe Alina could go on like Married at the First Sight. The Circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have all the Shadow and Bone cast be in the Circle. That would be, sick. yeah, I'd like would,
1: that. Uh, no, that'd be pretty interesting. They should Netflix should definitely do something with that.
0: Do you know what? I actually haven't watched The Circle. I said yes to it, but I just don't know what it entails. I don't have no idea. But I feel like it. Is it the one where they're all? in different rooms, rooms. yeah, yeah. Oh, they should definitely do that with our cast it's yeah, like, and then like some, like some people
1: yeah some <laughs> people pretend that they're not the person they are or some people you know it's it's, it's very cool wow. if it, I, it could I definitely it. work it could definitely work definitely. Like,
0: right Yeah, they should get
1: on the phone yeah. again <laughs> 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 um i know like with like when people like create book or make books tv shows there's like some criticism how do you how have you dealt with that criticism Cause i know there's like some criticism out there about like not being directly how it is on a book
0: oh yeah i mean obviously you know when you're adapting books that mean so much to people like there's never going to be no one's not everyone is going to be happy and that is just something you've got to you know you just have to expect that um when you are a part of an adaptation um i mean i don't i don't pay too much attention on like social media um in that sense i did after season 1 i did read loads of i read all the you know critic reviews um which were very positive actually um but what i found particularly fun was reading like the user reviews on like, imdb <laughs> because at first honestly at first and when I first started reading them and I'd read things where people said horrible stuff about me specifically um and it would it hurt me I'd be like oh my god like that's such a hurtful thing to say or like oh my, someone's saying I couldn't act or whatever and it really got to me but then actually a friend pointed out he's like these are there are so many people on this planet these are just like random people like have you ever left a comment on IMDB I was like know and they're like you know like don't worry about it you're I think the thing is with like online criticism is that you always expect these other people who are saying these things you don't know what they look like they're anonymous so obviously your imagination builds them up to be these these powerful intimidating people who like you know probably know better than you when actually it's just someone's opinion man like it's not it's not it's not that deep, it's not the end of the world. You know, if someone doesn't like something, there's, for every person who doesn't like it, there's someone out there who really loves it. And um, I think there's no point getting bogged down in in the negative. Um, it's good for co- constructive criticism, of course, but you know, I just think if people are upset about things that aren't exactly how they wanted or how they imagined, um, then I, that's a shame for them. But at the same time, what can you do about it (laughs) you know quick we want to go back and refilm the whole of season two because you know someone on twitter didn't like what we did with the storyline like you know that if anything maybe it will give that person the encouragement to make something of their own do you know what i mean like yeah i didn't like the way that happened so i'm gonna write my own version of it cool brilliant love that you know (laughs)
1: yeah um, you're also going to be in a film called Havoc. I'm actually excited for it because, like, mm. you're, uh, you're you're working with um Tom Hardy as a young know, Tom Hardy. Anything is cool. So, like, how was that yeah, experience? Yeah. Did you already you already shot the movie, right?
0: You already shot the movie. Yeah, it's um it it's gonna be coming out. I think later this year. Um, like lots of film projects, you know, there's been delays and stuff stopping it from coming out. Um, but yeah, I mean that was. It was a really strange experience. I mean, it was wonderful, but it was just after lockdown, we were still very like, it was very much COVID times, getting tested every day. Um, I had been very like locked in for COVID. So I think I'd forgotten how to be like a normal human being <laughs> um, while we were filming, but um, I mean, it was just amazing. I'm such a huge fan of Gareth Evans who, who shot The Raid, which is just incredible. Um, so yeah, it was great. It was so fun. You know, it was a cast. There's so many amazing actors in that cast who've had such crazy trajectories with their careers. Um, you know, both like US, UK, Singapore, like we had um stunt team from Hong Kong. It was such a, an international group. I learned so much. Um, working with Tom was great. He's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I felt like I learned a lot from him. Even though when I said that to him on we said goodbye, he sort of just laughed at me he said, "No, he said, fuck off, no, Loden." <laughs> but I, I, was like, "No, I did like for real." Um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited. I don't really know what to expect. I think, you know, on the day, the way that the director works is he edits and he he edits as we go, which not all directors do. Um, so he'd, he'd literally be able to you shoot a scene and then you could go and sit next to him and he'd play it back for you. So I've seen bits of it but not the whole thing together. And I'm just, I'm really excited. Um,
1: I I feel like that's a smart way to do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's also just really exciting as an actor because normally, you know, you have to wait like a year or so. Like we took us a year (laughs) to be anything from Shadow and Bone. So like, um, yeah, it was just from that perspective, really exciting.
1: Yeah. I also heard you're going to be in a film called kero or I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not going to lie. But it's like a supernatural movie. Is that true? I don't know.
0: Oh no! Well, that's a, a friend of mine is producing a film. I think it's very much in the works, and and we did discuss it at some point. I think it's I think it might be on my IMDb, but that's all very um very early doors if that's
1: happening. <laughs> okay, 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 Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: do you, I was I want to know like, do you remember like the first like TV show or like movie that you watched? Or, like, man, I really want to become an actor or like inspire you to to pursue acting
0: um yeah I've had this question quite a lot and um yeah it's difficult because I guess I didn't necessarily I've always loved movies and things but I didn't necessarily like always think oh I want to be an actor but um I you know I've said this in other interviews that I watched Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon so much as a kid and me and my brother would like you know we'd be in the garden like in the street outside our house just like with some sticks and we'd be there having sword fights and imagining we were doing these amazing like waifu backflips through the air <laughs> you know how they do like flying on the roofs and things um and I remember just wanting wanting to be Michelle Yo so much you know and thinking like I want I'd always play her and my brother would always play the villain and um I mean which is amazing now in currently like with this award season and she's killing it. Like it, myself and lots of my Asian friends have been so emotional this week. Cause it is, although I think in some ways awards are all bullshit. Um, It's just so joyful to see like Asians doing their thing and killing it um so yeah yeah my inspiration i would have to say is probably michelle Yeoh and crouching tiger Hidden dragon when i was a kid definitely
1: no yeah i feel like people would boy like really had a problem she didn't win i'd be like Yo. yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but before i let you go i got some fan questions kind I told people i was interview you and your fans are like very dedicated
0: <laughs> oh wicked! okay
1: cool <laughs> so uh, uh, uh one person from twitter i think the username is like yh underscore reputation they said, seeing how Elena goes through multiple costume changes this season, which costume was your favorite and why?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I have so many costume changes. Um, I think my favorite, I mean, I love the the costume that Elena starts off in. It was her kind of, her pirate. Well, no, the pirate look was this sort of red jacket, which was amazing. I really like that. I, I, I remember saying to the costume designer, I'd probably wear that in my real life. Um, I think my favourite costume out of all of them is Alina's dress, her sort of travel look, where we meet her at the beginning of the season. Um, but then also, it's a long answer. The Alina, I feel like what's what's become quite an iconic Alina look. Um, and I and I suggested this for season two, because obviously Alina does wear her sort of army gear. And season one, Alina, you see her in her sort of army trousers, her shirt and her braces, which um Felt like to me, like quite an iconic look. Like if I see, if I'm at a fan thing and I see someone with braces, a shirt and and trousers and boots, I know that they're dressed as Alina. And what I find particularly nice about that is that, you know, I remember growing up and, you know, going to fancy dress things. And when you don't have very much money, you're like, well, how am I going to make this look good? But the fact is that there's going to be so many like young Asian people who can just put on their trousers and their braces and their shirt um, and people will know that they're being leaner, which which is really, because I pushed for it in season two, like there were some scenes where they wanted me to wear my jacket and I said, no, I think we should have this moment mirror the that look from season one, because I think it's iconic, even though it's such a basic look. And, um, and it's definitely something I see a lot of cosplayers doing and it's just so nice because it's accessible and I feel like you don't have to spend much money making a costume like that.
1: No, that's nice. Okay, okay, I like it. Um... Uh, next person is, uh, Camilla M H uh, or M 814 y'all gotta work on your username. Um, uh, she, <laughs> she said, has she seen, or uh, have you seen any fancy ser- fan theories about your character or even yourself that you like?
0: Oh, I haven't seen, you know what? I don't, I haven't got my um finger to the pulse on fan theories, but, um, I met quite a few fans um, last year at a convention that, that we went to, a Shannon Bone convention. And at that time I did have quite a few conversations with with fans who did. They were like, oh, you know, I want to try and guess what happens in season two. And there were lots of theories. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of the theories- um, Are wrong, huh? Some of them are just so accurate to what actually oh. happens. You know, like there was actually, I remember one person said something to me, like, you know, in my my ideal would be that Alina, you know, she ends up by herself, um, and you know, keeping her powers. But and I was sort of like, have you read the script? <laughs> and, you know, so, but yeah, I haven't. There haven't. I haven't seen that many fan theories. Um, to be honest with you, but um, maybe now's the time. Maybe that's what I should go and do. <laughs>
1: Uh, another Twitter user, uh, best of Jesse ML says, um, how do you feel about the fact that your version of Alina brought so many new fans to the show?
0: Aww. Oh, I feel very nice about that if that's the case. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's I don't really know what to say. So to other than that's really nice and and I'm I'm glad to hear it. Um I wouldn't I wasn't aware of that um being a thing. So um so thank you very much to that person.
1: another person said uh Winnie books talks I want to make sure I get it right um how is acting in theater different than doing shows and movies
0: oh well I haven't had an awful lot of experience on, on stage I've only done the one play um on film and tv there's so much pressure because you know the amount of money that is being spent every day to pay everyone who's there and pay for the hire of this thing and that thing and blah, 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 you know, you, and there's a lot of pressure to get it right. And for all of these people and all of the money that's being spent. um, So it is a very high pressure situation. And while, you know, I think often the thing that's said is like, oh, well, you know, on film and TV, you can go again. You can go for another take if you fuck up. Thing is, it's not necessarily the case because I think especially on a show like Shadow and Bone and Netflix, like the the time schedules are so tight because you know they haven't got the the huge budget um so (laughs) yeah you might feel like oh okay it's not as high pressure but it is but there's I think the pressure for stage um is so much more like that feeling of getting on stage and that like adrenaline rush of like okay right I'm live in front of all of these people I could fall down right now you know that is that that is so much pressure but it's ex- i feel like it's way more exciting i don't know i haven't done enough theatre to know but i really really want to do more of it cuz i just think it's it's such a different experience and you, you have to be so much more in the moment you have to be able to think on your feet more you know if things do go wrong or someone forgets their lines whatever you just got to make it work um and i have so much respect for you know those hardened theatre actors i i just couldn't do what they do um so well, hopefully one day I can. <laughs> you
1: know, performing live is just scary in general. Like, at all. Like, I remember yeah, one time literally. I was at a choir concert when I was like a little kid and I did a solo and I was like petrified. I was like, oh, why, oh! Are, there so I was, like, why are there so many people watching me right Is it hot in
0: here? Oh, I feel like it's hot uh, in, no, in here. It's, it's definitely it's hot like, It's
1: very nerve wracking. It's like, oh, there's really a lot of people here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's just always that I don't know how people do that um another person said Mm. from Twitter Russo Delos uh if you could choose any actor to play opposite you in a rom-com aside from Daisy who would you who would you want
0: (laughs) aside from Daisy no one no one else she's my only one um (laughs) in a rom-com oh I don't know if rom-coms are for me at this point in my career but um who would I want to be in my rom com? I mean, it's difficult to just not say there's people from my cast <laughs> that I'm in currently. I think, to be honest, it, I'm going to say Amita Suman. Um, I want to be, I want to be in the rom com where Amita Suman is playing the romantic lead, and I'm her friend. <laughs> That's what I want more than anything because get that woman in a rom com now because she's just going to be so perfect and i just want to be like the the like kooky friend there's always a kooky friend isn't there yeah.
1: i look those, like the those are f- the best ca- those are the best people in the movie though
0: yeah because the thing is as well i that's the kind of we want to do because i feel like you get to turn up you're in a good mood there's so little pressure on you you can just like probably probably read a book like in the green room just chilling and getting crafty like that's that's the the goal like playing no, a lead exhausting you know
1: yeah like your friends go and do this terrible time in their life and you just turning up and you give them the worst advice I think that's yeah exactly
0: you
1: know I think that's the best character in all the wrong films
0: always (laughs) always always my favorite character as well
1: Um, another person uh I think dark darkling uh just a stand darkling lover uh what was the funniest scene to shoot and why funniest
0: scene to shoot that's a difficult question. Like people always ask that. And it's like, well, I don't really know how, because some of are quite thing. funny. But then there's other days where like, I remember there's this one scene. It's not a funny scene at all, but it's like Alina and Mal and Jenny and David are in the chapel. It's like in episode seven or eight. And um, there's something about the mixture of myself, Archie, luca and daisy as a four which i just think we were in hysterics like all day and to the point where um we were being quite noisy and i remember i actually went and apologized to our dp who's the loveliest man in the world I said, i'm so sorry because you know people are trying to set up in here and do the lighting and we were just crying with laughter and being quite noisy and i remember i apologized to him and and he looked at me like i was mad like i think he was like what are you bloody apologizing for but um i do like to have fun but i also am very <laughs> important to be professional but I, I remember that whole sequence with those the these four characters together was just a lot of just hilarious hilarious stuff going on behind the scenes yeah no okay I mean okay
1: <laughs> um another <laughs> person wants to know did you keep something from the set from season two I mean I don't. I, I definitely would keep some there's something on the set I definitely
0: would keep do you know what I actually I actually didn't you know um did I take wow everything? I definitely would. Season one, season one. I I think I took like a coin or something from from one of the crows scenes that I went to go visit. But no, I don't think I did take anything with me.
1: Oh, I should have done. Yeah, I definitely would have. I would just whatever it was, I would just take it. But yeah, it was was like
0: in season one. I remember they there was this marketplace scene, and I. New to the business, don't know much about what's going on. And um, I ended up taking home like <laughs> like a whole grocery shopping worth of like fruit and veg from this market scene. And all the props guys were like, this has been out overnight. We've sprayed it with stuff. I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll wash it all and like cook dinner for everyone with all these vegetables I got from this fake market scene. And I told them, and everyone was a bit like, oh, oh great. <laughs> so that's that's the, my biggest takeaway moment from set. I think I stole like six aubergines like you know it's like a whole thing of dried chilies but it was great it kept me fed for ages
1: <laughs> uh, another person wants to know uh, Alina's power is unique and it looks like she will be using it a lot more like a weapon in season two what was the process or theory behind that choreography used for the Sun Summoning this season
0: sorry can you say that one more time
1: okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. it. <laughs> Alina's power is unique, and it looks like she will be using it more, like a weapon, in season two. What was the process or theory behind the choreography used for the summoning this season?
0: Oh, wicked! Great question. Um, yeah, so the stunt team, um, we have are incredible, and they drew inspiration from from actually from like um tai chi and wushu for Alina's summoning powers. I mean, so- we didn't want it to look too much, like like a martial art that we could recognize, you know, because otherwise then it's just like, well, Alina's just doing Wushu, you know. um, And, um, but it was like the, what I found to be really helpful was, you know, one of our stunt guys, Giza, what a, f- what a legend, so cool. um, Like the first like Hungarian to go and train with like Shaolin, like Shaolin Kung Fu, really what an amazing man. But um, yeah, he taught me Tai Chi. And I think that was really helpful because while, like I said didn't want it to feel too much like a recognizable martial art um the breathing and the sort of the the channeling of energy was really helpful for me in order to like in order to show you know because I could just like point my hands at shit and you know just think well you know it's gonna go in the VFX and go bling 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 and it's gonna look good but actually having that base of you know, understanding like breath and like how your energy moves and your chi and all of that was really, really helpful for getting it to feel like Alina's really throwing her energy. Um, so yeah, it was cool.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I'm excited to see you. Uh, my last one for you is from um, Twitter user Lottie20Queen. What's your dream role?
0: Oh, mate, what is my dream role? Do you know what? I just, I, I it's such a boring answer, I actually just don't, I don't know how to answer that because- I will know when I read the script. Do you know what I mean? I think when I if I read a script, because because I've been surprised before at what I connect with um, and what I don't. So I think my dream role would play would be I'd love to be in something um like a real kind of like character drama, you know, about someone's life. That would be really cool, but what kind of person that is, I don't know you know um or play someone quite villainous I'd like that as well
1: okay yeah. I mean Disney got some villains they oh exactly yeah give me a <laughs> give
0: me like an arch kind of villain like a bit of a campy villain I think that'd be <laughs> hilarious
1: well I appreciate thank you so much for your time I really appreciate you having coming on
0: oh thank you it's lovely talking to you Wayne I hope you um well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and um, I hope you enjoy the show when it comes out.
1: I definitely will. Um, tomorrow comes out, I'll be I'll be watching.
0: Oh, brilliant, amazing. Well, lovely, lovely talking to you. You take care.
1: You too. Bye. Bye.